Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. My little boy has a season where they want Band-Aids, because Band-Aids fix what's wrong. Then there's a season, eight, nine, ten years old, where you're not interested in Band-Aids anymore. In fact, you want the scabs and the scars to show, because behind the scabs and the scars are a story. You see this one? You get a group of kids together, eight, nine, ten-year-old boys. See this one? See this one? I was on a bike. It was a bike wreck. I ramped it up. I, I jumped 10 feet with two 360s, a couple of twists, and had a wreck. This is what I got to show for it. And then that story is topped by another story, and that story by another story, and, and on the stories go. And then you get to a season of life where you don't want the scars to show and the scabs to show and the skin places to show. In fact, you want to cover them up as best you can because they remind you of a hurt that won't go away. A hurt that you didn't go looking for, you're not proud of, maybe you had something to do with or not, but you're, you're wanting it not to show, you're wanting to forget it as best you can. And it's those kind of hurts, especially in the life of a believer, it's those kind of hurts that are hard to overcome. So how do we get there? How do we overcome those kinds of hurts and move on? Turn to Matthew chapter 9. And I want us to see today, um, as we've been talking about forgiveness the last several weeks, the power of forgiveness to heal those kinds of things. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 to 8. Follow along with me. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought, him, brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. Now, four things today I want us to glean from this text about forgiveness and how it heals us. First is this, is that forgiveness heals us from our own paralysis. Heals us from our own paralysis. Look at verse 2. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. Uh, as I've been walking with uh, this diagnosis of Parkinson's, of Parkinson's for the last four years, um, I've noticed how gradual it is. You know, you want, or I want, to, to, to figure out, okay, how can, I, how can I overcome this and compensate for that? It's really more on this, on this right side. It's more pronounced, but, and, it, and it doesn't grow into paralysis, but it, it, my strength wanes and my coordination wanes on this right side, but it's so gradual. I look back over the last four years and things that I can't do today, at least as effectively as I used to be able to do, and I think, I didn't see any of that coming, but here I stand four years later. 
and the gradualness of, of how, how Parkinson's creeps in on someone's life and on their body. As I thought this week about our own spiritual paralysis, it's very much the same way. It occurs over time. It never just slaps us in the face and says, don't care about that anymore. Don't, don't engage the Lord anymore in your walk with Christ. Don't grow in your faith anymore. Just learn to be satisfied with where you are and sit in a sheltered place and, and learn to find contentment in that. It's so gradual, our spiritual paralysis is. And then we come into a service like this a decade or two or 10 or 12 later and wonder what happened. What happened to my walk? I mean, I used to love to serve him, used to love to learn, used to love to give, used to love to grow, used to love to go, used to love to give myself, to be used, used by God. And we figure out we may not be lying on a mat this morning, but many of us are just as paralyzed as this guy in the scripture we're talking about. We're on a mat, metaphorically speaking, that we've not gotten, tried, even tried to get up off of for several years, maybe even several decades. And we wonder about the Holy Spirit working in us again, and this paralysis has grown to the extent that we've now accepted it as normal. And what I want us to see from this text today is it's not normal. And God wants to de uh, deliver us from that. Sometimes it's complacency that paralyzes us over time. Sometimes it's, it's the scars from broken things that we expected God to fix that he hasn't. Other times it's the frustration of our not being able to see what he's up to and our lack of understanding and causes us to, to go into a place of fear and fear causes us to go into, into a place of paralysis. We didn't intend for it to happen. We just couldn't, couldn't understand, couldn't see what God was up to. And, and move there gradually. What I want us to see this morning from this text is regardless of the cause of our paralysis, his forgiveness is the way out of it. His forgiveness is the way out of our, of our paralysis and will heal us from it. Second thing I want us to see is not only does forgiveness heal us from our own paralysis, but it heals us from a lack of faith. Look at the last part of verse 2. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. This story is in all likelihood the same story that we see in Luke chapter 5 where you, you've heard that story as a kid where <clears throat> the men bring, bring this paralyzed man to Jesus on a mat, can't get in the house where he's teaching because of the crowd, so they climb up to the roof, open up the roof, and lower the man down in front of him on, uh, from the roof. Likely that same story. And so Jesus says here, notice that he says, and he saw their faith, he said to the man. Meaning, the faith of the bringers, the faith of the friends, not the faith of the man. His faith was, well, we're going to see a little bit, a little bit later about where that might have been, but he saw their faith. The faith that, that his friends believed that the healing power was, if he could, that could just get their friend in front of Jesus, that he might be healed. He saw their faith and forgives and heals the friend. Sometimes when our faith dries up, you and I need some bringers. We need some folks to, to bring us back, to remind us of where we used to be in our walk and, and how we've lost that fervor. And that reminder is our revisitation of this idea of forgiveness, how deeply and completely we've been forgiven. I wonder if there's a friend in your life that needs a bringer. Needs, their, their faith has been weakened. Their faith has been dormant for years and, and they're on the shelf in paralysis. And that, that faith is, has waned over time. And they need some, some folks, some friends to come around them 
and bring them back to Jesus, bring them back to uncover the roof and, and lower them down to where they can get to the, to, to the healer, to the master. Uh, fellowship's been broken and, and, and torment from that has occurred. And so we need, need to be reminded again of, of his experience and his experience of healing that he brings to us. Sooner or later, all of us need those kind of folks. Sooner or later, all of us need some folks to bring us back and remind us again afresh, here's how we get back to where we were. Remember his forgiveness. Remember how completely and totally and deeply you have been forgiven. And that reminder should encourage and strengthen our faith. Forgiveness heals us from our own paralysis. It heals us from a lack of faith. Thirdly, forgiveness heals us from cynicism. Look at verses 3 to 5. It summons, and some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming, knowing their thoughts. Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk? Knowing their thoughts, he said, why do you entertain such evil thoughts? There's a cynic and a skeptic in about every crowd you find yourself in. <clears throat> Someone who wants to question what's going on and how it's going on and and what the motives are behind everybody's actions and thoughts. Whether the Pharisees' cynicism here was, was generated out of fear or generated out of embarrassment that they were being upstaged by him uh, or outshined, they were talking amongst, them, amongst themselves, and Jesus stops what he's doing to call them out. Uh, it's, it's been my experience that sooner or later the Lord will expose cynicism in the skeptic in his own way and in his own time, and he'll usually expose that. And he does that here with a question. The question is, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? In other, in other words, I think he's combining those two to say, which is easier, the forgiveness, the healing, or is the forgiveness bring about the healing? Which, 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 which the, or, or, or is it about both? In other words, it is healing about, uh, it's about his healing by way of his forgiveness. We aren't born cynical. Most of us aren't. That's, that's learned behavior. We have to learn to be that way as an attitude. And so it was likely caught that cynicism was by the crowd, uh, what they observed and what they heard and saw, and the Pharisees whispering among themselves about Jesus' motives and who does he think, who does he, think he is and those kinds of things. And he directs his comments to them instead of to the crowd uh, because it's, he wants this, this attitude, this cynicism to... To be, not only to be exposed and extinguished, but he wants it to be uh, seen as anti-God, anti-healing, anti-forgiveness. That's exactly what their motives were that day. So, so he, he brings them to a, to a place of exposure so that he can heal that sense of attitude of cynicism. And he does that by, with the power of forgiveness. I don't know whether you're a cynic today, whether, you're, whether you look at what God's done in your life and think, eh, he can be trusted some, but I'm not sold out on his ability to handle any and every situation in my life. That kind of cynicism, he'll expose sooner or later and reveal his godness and his holiness to you. Sometimes it's, it can be publicly embarrassing like it was here to the Pharisees, no doubt. Uh, sometimes it's, he's gracious enough to do, to do that in private, but our cynicism will eventually eat our lunch. We need to be healed of that cynicism by this reminder of how deeply we've been forgiven. Well, he, forgiveness heals us from our paralysis. It heals us from a lack of faith, from cynicism. Finally, forgiveness heals us from unbelief. Look at verse 8. It says, When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. 
and we're filled with awe and praise God. When's the last time you've been awestruck? I was having a conversation last week with somebody who uh, was able to go to the air show last weekend, and I've shared with you before that that's, it's been my privilege to be able to attend one of those as well by the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels both. And, and both times I came away awestricken at the skill of these pilots and the skill of, of, of their ability to take a multi-million dollar plane and fly it only feet from another one just like it at the speeds they fly it. And, and, and as I said before, came away not just all about their skill, but <clears throat> all about the fact that they were on my side. And, and I, you know, I want those kind of guys on my team. If we're going to war, I want those guys to be the one who, who, who engage the enemy uh, on my behalf because they're extremely skilled at what they do. And those kinds of things are awe-inspiring to watch that occur and think, wow, what, what incredible skill it takes to do that. Uh, you can imagine the reaction of this crowd by what they'd heard and seen. Uh, this, this paralytic man paralytic man gets up and walks away from this scene totally healed and totally, not, and not just healed but whole in essence to say his, his body was healed and his sins are forgiven he was made whole in, in, in this healing his paralysis was gone and the guilt, the sentence the consequences of his sin was gone as well uh, Jesus had turned their unbelief into awe and with with and not just all for, for the moment, but all for his authority to, to forgive sins and to heal. Uh, it's possibly unlikely that they had already heard the stories of his healing, so they, weren't, they were less in awe of his healing power. Early in Jesus' ministry, the first few years, there were tons of stories of his healings, and those stories spread like wildfire, I'm sure, across that region. But they were in awe of his ability to forgive sins, and he tied the forgiveness of sins to the healing in front of them. And that, that, that story left them awestruck. It's, it's, and, and it can and should us as well. Everyone saw that his healing was a result of his being forgiven. And once just turned their unbelief, with the exception of the bringers. The bringers were the only ones around who had enough belief to say, I know we can do it. And he turned the rest of the crowd's unbelief into awe. And he can do that every time for you and for me, if we're willing to see it and willing to hear what he has to say and, and to be reminded again of how, again, how deeply and completely and totally we've been forgiven. Question and observation as we wrap up today. And the question is this, what is there in your life that needs his healing touch? What is there in your life that needs healing? Is it a physical problem of some kind? Is it a marriage that needs healing? Is it an addiction of some kind? Is it an attitude? Maybe you're a cynic and you've got an attitude of cynicism. What is it that needs healing? Are you, are you, heart, is your heart been broken and that needs to be healed? Is it a past that you're seemingly never can get away from? Is that, is that what needs to be healed? What is there today in your life and in your world that needs to be healing in this encouragement? Either receive or be reminded of and claim God's forgiveness for yourself this morning. I say receive because if you're here and you're not a believer, you never prayed to receive Christ, never invited him into your heart, given your heart, your life, your eternity, your future, your, your present to him, I encourage you to do that today and receive his forgiveness for the first time. If you're here and you're a believer, we need to be reminded of that and not just reminded, but, uh, but claim it. What I mean by claim it is to let go of the guilt that comes from a lack of forgiveness or lack of understanding of it 
and to live and walk in freedom. Listen, the enemy, as I've said dozens of times before to you, God doesn't do guilt. You can examine his word. He just doesn't do guilt. Guilt comes from the enemy. And as we realize the source of where it comes from, it's far easier for us to, to say, listen, not today. As we're reminded of his word, we're reminded of how deeply and completely we've been forgiven. It is our job to claim that forgiveness and walk in the victory of, of that forgiveness being a, a thing that was complete and total. As we looked in Hebrews two weeks ago, a once for all thing, once for all sin, once for all time. That completely and totally forgave us and there can and should be no guilt. That's how we walk in the victory of it is, is remembering that we have been, continue to be, and will be forgiven. God's work at the cross, Jesus' work at the cross for us was complete and total and eternal. And we need to be reminded of that over and over and over again. So th that reminder should bring healing to, to those things that in, our, in our life that have left scars that a band-aid won't help, that a band-aid won't cure, and no amount of ointment or salve or medicine will. And only the reminder that you have been deeply and completely and totally forgiven can and should heal those hurts, that past, that attitude, that marriage, that addiction. So whatever it is in your life, in your world that needs healing, be reminded of how deeply you've been forgiven. Let's pray. Father, today with these reminders of this story and this scene that we put ourselves in as one of the crowd, where this man is lowered down on the mat and... You forgive his sins and heal his disease, his paralysis. And you connect the dots between those two things, tying forgiveness to healing. And you, you do that not only for that man that day and the crowd around, but for this crowd today. To say, are you hurting? Do you need healing? Is there a past? Is there something that's, that's awry? Is there something that has that's caused you to be heartbroken? for decades and, and, and a season of your life that you'd like to forget. The healing is tied to forgiveness. It's to remember how deeply and totally we've, we've been forgiven. If there's one here today that's ever prayed to receive your forgiveness and given their heart and li life to you, would you cause them not to leave this place without crying out to you in forgiveness and say, God, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Forgive my sins and heal my heart. Do those things in us today to where we are not... Uh, encumbered by healing, but this, this need to be healed tomorrow because we've experienced it today. And we're not encumbered by it next week because we've experienced your forgiveness again next week and again and again and again because it is complete and everlasting and total and deep. Thank you for these reminders from your word. Cause us to live in victory from, from these kinds of scars because you have forgiven us over and over again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.